Brad and Court Talk, Sci-Fi's Krypton. Welcome to the House of L. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. You have entered the House of L. Choose your allies wisely, for the fate of the universe may rest on your shoulders. And whatever you do, don't forget your umbrella, because there may be falling pieces of a moon above your head. Yeah, like that's that's gonna be very dangerous. I know. Just how are the Ewoks all over the place? How are the Ewoks gonna survive after that? Oh no, they'll make their way. Oh, that was a different moon. Oh, never mind. That was no moon. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Anyhow, today we're here to talk to you about episode nine of season two of Sci-Fi's Krypton. Before we jump into that, though, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there, and at SoundCloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers over at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Jindev, and he's Brad ZB. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook? On Facebook, there are conspiracies about we didn't actually go to the moon and blow it up. Oh, no. We went. Yeah. No, hold on. We did go to the moon. We just didn't (laughs) blow up the moon. That's what we did. We, we we went there and we didn't blow it up. Is right. it made of cheese? No, it's not made of cheese. It's made of moon rock. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm down for that. Uh, so besides cheese rock and moon rock and all that other good stuff, uh, we are on Facebook a couple of times. We have our Brad and Court Talk Pure Fandom Podcast Group. Uh, there's a bunch of great people over there. They're reacting to some of our summer finales that we've had uh, already. Uh, I believe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just had their season six finale and some people are reacting to that. And the 100 has their finale this coming week. Uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, so if you happen to watch a TV show that you love or don't love and you want to share your feelings online uh come and chat with us uh we're happy to talk about any and everything like i was watching the philadelphia story yesterday with carrie grant and Catherine heffern and that is one of my favorites yeah. so nice. yeah nice hey uh besides that we also have our ben housing peer fandom facebook group and like those guys are they're just pumped and getting ready for the new season that's coming to us in the fall oh my god brad that's next month yes i know i know it's next month <laughs> It's coming fast, and I'm I'm excited. That preview looked really good, and we got Trish, Trisha Helfer, who's coming, and I love her. Yes, we do. And yeah, yeah. actually, just follow me on Instagram, Ramblin' Brad. It's a lot better than my Twitter account. It really uh, is. You can find out fun stuff, like I did a powerlifting meet yesterday, and I posted something there, and then I also posted a video about my great attack dogs. Oh, God. With like, the, they're, they're the best. Yes, there's just a bunny sitting out in the garden chewing on stuff, and both of them are like, and? Like, they said, that's not my job, Brad. Yeah, it's not us, Dad. We're not doing that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also got the 5K asset, uh, obstacle course race that I uh, work on and manage that is coming uh, August 17th. I was already out there this morning doing work. Going to be out there for the next two weeks. I have oh visitor. man, that's awesome! You got the music nailed down, all the obstacles done. Uh, pretty much. I mean, we still got some building to do. I got like a uh, you know curved wall that I'm building that will go up next week. And yeah, we almost were literally almost sold out. There's 400 spots, and we have 393 sold. So yeah, if you're in Central Illinois and you want to do a, the best optical course race that you will ever find, it actually all the money goes to charity. Also, 
come do five chaos, five chaos.org. Come do it. And I'm also doing videos too. So there, there'll be all sorts of fun stuff on my Instagrams. Oh, Anyhow, I'm excited. I can't wait. We don't want to talk about what I do for fun and <laughs> stressing. So we want to talk about Krypton. So what's this episode about? Oh, wow. Uh, this was an awesome title. So this episode was 209 Blood Moon. There was blood on the moon, Brad. Yes, there was. Uh, <laughs> it was written by David Paul Francis and directed by Carmen Wal- Welsh. Uh, well, basically, uh, it's all gone to hell. Uh, our boy Seg finally makes it to Wegthor uh, to help out the, the rebellion, but uh, they have a big doomsday-sized problem headed their way. And, um, yeah, the moon is in jeopardy. We kind of spoiled what happened to it at the top. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, there. It's, it's raining. <laughs> it's raining. It raining wet Thor. Yeah, it's pretty much. It's just all over yeah. the place. Uh, this episode was slightly confusing at the beginning of it because we saw Lyda and we saw Lyda again, but we know that she actually saw her clone. Yeah, I feel like... Um like, wait, I feel like we kind of talked about it. We wanted to know how she, how the cloning process had happened, or mm. whatever, or like how was the Black Mercy introduced to her. We didn't get to see the Black Mercy part of it, but we did, of course, get to see, I guess, the, the transfer of her memories, right? Or guess, the cloning so. part of the cloning process, S- something. Either way, that it kind of brought it into phase that she actually knew this was happening to her. So yeah, she didn't yeah, wake and up. She and was go, able to explain it to them, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah, she wasn't didn't wake up and go, "Why? Does it, what was I doing when I was asleep?" No. <laughs> and she knows exactly what Zod's going to do, and Doomsday is the key to his whole plan. Mm-hmm. And she gives it up. She's like, "Here's the plan, and here's what we need to do. Let's go." And they're like, "Uh." Sit down, Lyda. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what we kind of talked about last week were, okay, you, you just uh, came out of stasis after months uh, and your body is just like at top performance. And apparently it's not. So I'm glad that they added, introduced that part of it. Like she, you need to let yourself feel a little bit. Yeah. She just had a little adrenaline rush going on there, I guess. And just, yeah. I'm going to pop out and go crazy. Uh, so they're trying to get to the moon and luckily there's a skimmer that's a death trap and they're going to use it for space travel. That's going to work out well. And, well, you know, it's like making a... They use skimmers for, like, cars, so I guess it's just like making a car that goes underwater. It's, you know, <laughs> James Bond did it. It should be fine. Now, Zod's speech did make you wonder how many people he ended up reconditioning into convincing him that they, you know, wanted to take over the galaxy. It... Some of this stuff is like kind of weird to me because it's like, okay, we need to go conquer other worlds, but I'm like, dude, look around at Krypton. You're living in cities under a bubble of shield because the uh-huh. rest of the world's like crap. Why don't we just fix this up a little bit? Yeah. I'm like, you haven't quite conquered Krypton yet. What are you doing? I guess it's one of those where it's like, I guess they're all denying that the climate's changing outside of Krypton. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, it's fine here. That does happen. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need to go outside. It's just bad out there. Yeah, let's go over there and, and mess up their thing now. Yeah, let's let's go screw up that place. It'll be fine. Let's go do that. Now, I had to feel for this in this episode again uh-huh. because you know, first segs like you're my boo, girl. I'm with you to the end. We're doing everything. Then the next thing you know, she's walking in on Seg and Lyda making out. 
In his defense, he didn't actually say you're my boo. He said we're in this together now. No, and was... and, and we'll find our son together. It was there wasn't any actually love. I I think it was going there. That's where she was going with it. He, he kind of knew what he was doing leading her on. He didn't say the words, but I'm with you with <laughs> that part of it. He but he didn't explicitly say like, okay, we're together now. I love you. It was. We were heading down that track. It was where it was going, and she was like, "Yeah." And then she's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "I'm glad you're back." Damn. And this word, Nissa said that you know, Lida is the love of your life, and I'm terrified I might be the love of your life. So my girl Nissa has some issues mm. going on. She does, and I need her to go out and meet more people. <laughs> she 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 barely met Seg before he he went off to Phantom Zone World. Like, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> like I I don't feel like there was enough of foundation for her for him to be the love of her life. Like I need her to go out and live a little bit more. I kind of want her to meet up with a certain bounty hunter. I don't see that happening, but yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I was afraid that she was going to get the kibosh this episode because I'm like, okay, so you gave him the kid. Um, kid's missing. Uh, the love of his life is actually back. Uh, what are you going to no, do? Like, she, she, <laughs> like she, I, I like that she is defined as a character as being more than just being there because she's Seg's baby mama. Right, like she is a badass warrior woman, and she reminded everybody of that this episode. Oh, she definitely did. I mean, she was going to town up there on the on the uh, moon. Yeah, she was just taking people out left and right, and that that was that was overly impressive. I mean, she was just going out and taking people down left and right, yeah. and she was actually um, pretty much pulling uh, Anissa. I mean, Elida, because you know uh, yeah. we. They were, they were both fighting. It's like, where did this all come from? I'm like, yeah. I was totally impressed with her taking out everybody. Yeah. And like, it actually took me back to season one. Because remember season one when the show first started and we weren't sure what it was going to be. And all of a sudden we had these amazing warrior women. We had Lyda Zod. We had Janna Zod. Mm -hmm. And we had Lyda, who was also pretty much a badass. And they very much they outshone Seg all of season one. Season two, he's owned it completely right. but like this has brought it back to the forefront of like remember this is why you love this show like these amazing women like kicking everybody's ass yeah and speaking of that i mean we had Lida's confession to jana that she made a mistake she had a choice and she made it and mm -hmm. you know she made a mistake of backing her son and everything else and jana's like you know what that's in the past we can be remembered who for more than bloodshed and death let's move on let's make things right because yeah, Jaina made her own mistakes in raising right. Lida. Yeah, and she's, you know, come about. And she's got everything going on. They're going to have some interesting stuff going on. Uh, yeah. And, and Dev's confession? What did you think of that? Because I, I was confused. I was initially confused. Because when he had talked to Jaina before about Lida, he had told her that after Seg disappeared, they ended up being together for a while, and then all of a sudden she changed. So I, I, for, I for a moment, thought that Leda had been with him, I guess, mourning or needing a rebound or whatever, or mourning. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, while they were together, the cloning happened. But apparently he'd been with the clone the whole time. Right. I guess, and the clone kept getting reconditioned. I <gasps> oh, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, the clone. So he was reconditioning the clone over and over again. Right, to get what he needed to get. Wow, because that, okay, so that was what was in the machine. All right, right, I see. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, he had to get it to where he needed to be. She had to follow what he needed and think everything that he wanted to make happen. Now, up on the moon there, we have one ship coming in, and Kim is a pretty good general going on there. He's got some serious uh, military might going. He's got the planning, got everybody in command. Adam's kind of jumped in as a little like, second in command, you know, whenever he can. But yeah. they, they only have one ship coming to the moon, and, you know, I'm like, oh, look, one ship. I wonder who's on that one ship. Hmm. Well, it could have been 30,000 Sagittarii. Well, yeah, but they thought they were thinking it was going to be a lot more uh-huh. than that. But we have Doomsday on there, and we can't remember that, you know, Doomsday uh, might not have enough Black Mercy to keep Doomsday under control. That uh-huh. one scientist did say that, so that might come back later on. But he did kneel before Zod to start with, so that's... Yeah, I was thing. like, that's not going to last. Yeah. So... Out comes Doomsday, and always time to run away. When This is just like a key fact, people. If you are ever in a situation where you're trying to hold your ground and you're expecting a whole lot of people to come at you and only one does, might be a good time just to leave. True. That, when only one person comes after you, when you know there could be like thousands more, never a good sign. Yeah, but when a doomsday-sized person comes your way. Yeah. Yeah. And when you keep shooting him and nothing happens, yeah, that's never a good sign either. Now, granted... When val tells you to retreat, you retreat. Yeah, you just don't stand your ground because you want to. So those guys became basically what are known as cannon fodder. So uh-huh. they Red just, shirts. Yeah, and none of them had deep backstories, so they're that's, they're gone. Adam tells everybody to run like they stole something. <laughs> I love that he just uses American slang and right. they're like, okay, cool. And they even pick it up. Since there yeah. is only one person who has fought him and he doesn't exist anymore, that would be the soups. Yeah. I mean, that we know of because now Gerald does exist yeah. somewhere. Yeah, we're, we're all in oh, over the place now. They have this idea they're going to trap Doomsday um, so they can get everybody on the ship that was so conveniently brought to them. Because remember, the space elevator is blown up, and mm-hmm. they can all get off the moon. I would have thought, and this is just me thinking out loud, but it totally screws up a storyline, that the ship should have had like a remote drive on it, or somebody else just should have said, you know what? We dropped off Doomsday. Let's just go out here and wait for a bit. Mm-hmm. Instead of leaving it on there, because we know there were some people on the ship, but I guess they were mop-up crew or something. I don't know. Even me as a soldier for Zod wouldn't want to go out after Doomsday because I'm like, dude, are you going to know that I'm on your side? Right. (laughs) So not going to chance it. Uh, This is where Lyda meets up with some of the other troops and comes straight out and tells them that, you know, as they were kind of being attacked there, that down on the planet, that she was uh, deceived by Zod and created Clone. Mm-hmm. Since, you know, they did see her die and everything. And the only thing that really pushes apart to the Sagittari, uh, Sagittari is the fact that Lyda actually knows this guy's brother. 
Mm-hmm. So she was not only that she she took the time to know her troops. Period. Like not just that dude's brother. Like they that that was one of the best things about Lyda. She was a good leader, um, in that she knew how to fight, but she was also very humanized. Unlike that, remember that first dude who she took the role of Primus from? Uh huh. Yeah, like he was a Zod like figure, like a Drew Zod type figure. Whereas Lyda was a better leader because she got to know the people around her. Right, and, and she that, tried to relate to them, and that works out. I mean, she knows people's names, and that and that makes a bigger difference in these people going, "Okay, cool, we're going to follow you because your son doesn't know who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just wants to be dead, but we're going to go ahead and follow you." And it's you know that's her part. She does know and she does talk to everybody, which is really a good leadership thing. Mm-hmm. Why I would probably be a crappy leader because I always forget people's names, uh, but. <laughs> That's most of us. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm. I, there's people at work that like know my name that I haven't <laughs> worked for for ten years. I'm like, I have no idea what your name is. I forgot. And you're not gonna ask now. <laughs> they are. Hey, hi, what's up, hun? No, they come yeah. by me and they go, Hey, Brad. I'm like, uh, What's you're up, like, man? Hey. <laughs> what's exactly. up? What's up? <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm I'm a bad leader. So there's that. Somebody also say the name and you're like, Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. then you'll forget. I've had people say the name like I nothing. You must not have been that important. I don't know. <laughs> when the apocalypse comes out, I'm going to need you. Um, all right. So the power goes out on the moon because, of course, it does. And Val can't fix anything because he, since he can't contact Seg. And I was starting to really have a bad feeling about Val doing something like, you know, detonating uh-huh. explosives himself or something. Yeah, I was very worried about three people in the end of this episode. Uh, I was worried about Nyssa possibly biting it, Val, and not so much Seg, because it's his show Right. But you know it could have happened. Yeah, and, well, we had Adam there, too. So, you know, as the roof collapses, Adam too. Yeah. There, there's a rock fall, and you're like, uh, who made it? Who's, who's alive? Not really mm-hmm. sure. Seg has his grand plan that he's going to be the one detonating the bomb. Because he's you know, like, you can't keep saving the day, dude. Yeah, and he pretty much gets knocked out and taken from him because Kim's like, dude, you got a kid, you got to go out and do yourself. I'm gonna do this. He Kim is for the people after all. He's always been that way, mm-hmm. and everybody has responsibilities. Some other people have to step up. You can't save everybody. I was kind of worried about Kim. Well, I was worried about Kim the whole entire time. But as he's going through the tunnels, seeing the destruction that was caused by Doomsday, he finds the detonator, and plus he sees Doomsday. Doomsday mm-hmm. grabs him, and I loved the way this was set up with just the music playing and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it was just silent. Well, not silent, but we just had the music going on. We didn't have to hear anything, and Kim flips him off. <laughs> Which was great. Little Adam thing there, you know. Mm-hmm. And he just went out like a boss. Granted, he got his head kind of squished. But yes, he, <laughs> he went out, you know, on his terms. And it was perfect the way that his death was just amazingly done. I liked the way it did. Everything yeah. wrapped up well for him. He dropped it. He blew up the moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of ripped it apart, actually. But... Things are going bad, but not nearly as bad for Adam as Adam and Val. We find out they're still alive. Adam was crushed by the rocks and he can't feel his legs. Mm-hmm. So somehow Val 
drug him out of there. Because you didn't really get this until the end of it when they're going to the ship and Val has uh, Adam's being carried or whatever. Val carried him up out of there until they ran into more people. Guess what, Brad? What? He's Superman's great-grandfather. I know. He badassed up and just like, come on, we're going. And picked him up. That was just a little thing that was there. Didn't say much, but he's like, yeah, the room's kind of blowing itself up. We should probably get out of here. And everyone gets off the moon and segs in a little broken skimmer, getting off just in time as the moon blows up right above Can uh, Candor, Krypton, <laughs> which cannot be a good sign at all. Not at all. Luckily, everybody lives in houses with force fields because, you know, cities with force fields, so all that can probably be deflected off. But You got to wonder, though, Brad. Like, is this, like, what happens? Is this how Krypton in eventually is getting destroyed? Like, it gets, it gets um, I guess, beaten up by its crumbled moon, destroyed moon. And, like, it, there has to be huge problems that's going to come from this. That's going to lead to the ultimate destruction of Krypton. Well. It's now missing its moon, what's gonna, which is going to mess with its gravitational field or whatever, right? Yeah, it's going to really screw up a lot of stuff. Okay. Because without a moon, I mean, with a, with the moon and all over the place, it's going to mess up the gravitational fields and a whole bunch of other stuff uh, and make everything basically unstable, which is actually mm-hmm. how Krypton exploded in the first place. It was unstable, and, you know, there was shift climate change, climate poles and all that other stuff, and it ended up blowing up. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any other, I can't remember if there was anything else that went on to say maybe it was the moon that blew up, but I, I do know there was like a bunch of earthquakes and stuff like that that kind of took it out. Yeah, I remember from the different movies and the TV shows and all the stuff that gets on your nerves, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, they weren't really specific to say, oh yeah, it was the moon. It was just like the the planet had been destroyed from, I guess, the people. Well, and like, there was like Earth. Everything was going on. I remember, like, there was also like you know volcanoes and everything was kind of just what would happen if your moon blew up. <laughs> basically, exactly. It was unstable. Yeah, everything kind of went off the deep end right there. So, so do we blame Adam for this? Did Adam start this? Uh, like this whole domino effect. <laughs> Uh, Say, we will create Superman, and this is how. I'm not going to tell you, but this is how. (laughs) Yeah. No? No. It was Val's idea to kind of blow it up and keep him there, but I still think it would have been a lot easier if they would have just tucked the ship off and flew off the moon and just left Doomsday there. (laughs) Be my guess. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. This is it's it's an interesting thing to ponder. Well, I have to look into that. Okay, if you know how Krypton blew up in the Superman saga, let us know. Are we off on the moon thing? I think it was the moon. I think that might. I know it was there was geograph. Uh, there were earthquakes and stuff like that. I know that's happened. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to investigate that and maybe talk about that next oh. week, or maybe we'll do a whole season wrap up. In Superman the movie, Krypton gets destroyed because a star in its solar system explodes. Aha! There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the Man of Steel uh, 
in the Man of Steel, it was harvesting of material from the planet planet's core, which led to the planet being destroyed. In Smallville, we know that Zod did something that eventually led to the destruction of the entire planet. So there's like uh-huh. multiple things, options on how this was done. <laughs> that's that's where we're up to. So I'm, yeah, the moon blowing up caused the whole thing. I'm going with that. <laughs> I concur. Maybe it happens next week. Mm, dun, dun, dun. Be good finale. Hey, look, the world's about to blow up. Let's all do something. Hmm. It's too soon. We still need uh, to get Jarrell back. Nah, we can time travel. <laughs> so they could, uh, <laughs> what do you say, time travel? Yeah, time oh, yeah. travel. Because Adam. Time travel's fine. We can do that. Not a problem. I'm good with timey me goodness. Yep. All right. You got anything else on this? Uh, just that I'm, I'm happy with the treatment of Kim this season. Generally, when a character gets killed off from shows that you and I have watched in the past, uh, you'll mostly not see anything of that character for most of the season, and then they'll have some big moments in that particular episode that they end up dying in. But this has been a great season for the actor who plays Kim. Like, Mm -hmm. he got a chance to really shine that character. And it was just enjoyable to see it. And I'm really glad that um, we got that moment between uh, Cam, Adam, and Seg, like, before it had to happen. Yep. I totally agree with you. I love the way it it happened. He had a lot of growing in his character, and it went out great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, and where is Jax? Like, the last we saw her, she walked off into the distance, and and now the moon is gone. Oh, crap. Did she make it off before the (laughs) elevator? No. She's either either on the ship or she's dead. Okay. (laughs) Because I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss her running out somewhere? (laughs) That's literally the only options that are left for her. She either got on the ship and came back like Val told her not to do, or -hmm. she's dead. Okay. Or she found another way to get off the planet and no one's going to tell us. Possibly. She's a very smart lady. Like, I figure she had a couple backup plans. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with backup plans. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for The Magicians, Van Helsing, Winona Earp, and a whole bunch of other shows. And we also, there are a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Absolutely. If you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, make sure you drop a comment below. Visit us on Facebook. Go check out Brad's, I was going to say Tumblr, his Instagram. <laughs> uh, he's got some really cool stuff happening there. What's going on with the DD 3D printer? Uh, I actually printed um, some Italian Greyhound dog heads recently for nice. somebody at uh, Tracy's work. Oh, that's that, cool. That does like dog clothes. So. Uh, I'm still working cool. on stuff. I got I got some other things going on. Okay, like you'll have to share that with some of us. Uh, or you're always posting out on your yeah, Instagram. I need, Follow I him, Ramblin' Brad. Yeah, I need to post and some more on there. As we get closer to Halloween, he's going to start doing his uh, doll stories again. His oh. creepy dolls. Oh yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I will have some. Because right. we miss them. Yeah, I do, I need my time. I'm, I'm, I'll, I know I'll do you've some. been very busy this summer. Very. Uh, very. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Oh, gosh. Until next time. Uh, until next time, uh, we know that Seg isn't dead, but of course, his grandfather and Nissa will have to mourn him once again because they didn't see him get off on the planet. Yes. 
Yeah. So until next time, yeah, we got the finale coming up next week. Yep. Looking Put your bets to it. in. Yeah. Who's going to live? Who's going to die? What's going to happen? Bum, bum, yeah. bum. And what destroys Krypton? Will we see the cape again? A moon. You know what cape. A moon destroys Krypton. Okay. <gasps> Boom. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.